0: Welcome, everybody, to Lockdown Badgers. Justin here with Ryan, as always. Today, we dive into our Rutgers basketball game recap. First, we'll take a look into what we liked and didn't like in that game. Then we'll jump into who are our most and least valuable players and the stat of the game for us. And there it is, the Badgers in first place and have control of the Big Ten can they close it out? And what would it mean to Greg Gard to win a Big Ten championship? But first, thanks for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And also, bet online. Today's episode is brought to you by bet online. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. So, Ryan. Crazy game yesterday, Rutgers. Total nail-biter as usual. It wouldn't be any other way for the Badgers. It's just how we do it this year. The Badgers now 14-1 and in games decided by six points or less. Wow.
1: <laughs> that is insane. That's an absolutely insane number. And if you were to simulate even this season with these teams in this schedule a hundred times, you wouldn't come up with that number.
0: Oh, definitely not. It's,
1: it's absolutely incredible, which is made for a thrilling ride as a fan, by the way, to follow this team.
0: All right, with that, let's let's kick it into here. What is your What was the one thing you liked from this game the other day?
1: Aside from the top 16, six teams in the AP <laughs> poll losing that day. Seven of ten? only helps Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's, it's never happened before in the history of college basketball. Only no. once has five of the top six lost. So aside from every team kind of ahead of Wisconsin or half the teams ahead of Wisconsin losing in the polls, uh, Brad Davison, I thought, what I liked – this this game and kind of the way he played, the emotion he showed, some big big shots that he hit. This is everything that you wanted Brad Davidson to come back to Wisconsin for, right? Like certainly, there's games where he's one of seven, but he's four of eight from deep, a couple big time shots late in the second half, and he just provides this steadying force to the sh- to the ship, the Badger ship. You know, he's like the the rudder that just keeps everything moving along, even in tough road situations. So. My big takeaway out of that, I mean, Brad Davison once again, just the, the veteran leader of this team. All
0: right. I w- had a difference in opinion there, and, and I thought Davidson played really well. I thought Chucky Hepburn played excellent. Canned two huge three-pointers in this game at big moments, especially the one also set up Krull for the, the huge three with the shot clock winding down late in the game that gave him the lead. And, uh, yeah, he just – he's so in control for a young player. Like, he gets it. When I, um, You and I have discussed him before, and I like to talk about him. Like, he reminds me of what Chris Paul as a college point guard looks like. Just a guy who is constantly in control of the game, totally just doing whatever he wants at the moment. Now, he's got a lot of areas to grow that, you know – but you don't see point guards like this in college basketball anymore who are guys that are – Big time facilitators, and his assist numbers obviously don't bear that out as much. But guys who control a game, keep the pace, really run things for an offense—you don't see a lot of that anymore. And he is excellent at it.
1: Yeah, I thought he was really good too. I mean, it, it, I'm not saying even that Davison is my MVP or the only thing I liked in that game. No. Heppern was was very good, as as he usually is. By the way, the 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 best thing that Heppern does is he just runs the offense, right? It sounds mm-hmm. super boring. It's almost like if, if you think of it in an NFL terms, he's Alex Smith, right? Which is a uh-huh. really good facilitator, uh-huh. and he keeps the offense moving. Um, so there, there were a lot, a lot of things, from, especially from the backcourt, that I liked. Even Johnny Davis, the, just the ferocity of which he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get into something that I did not like. You ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. How many points did the, the bench score in this game –
0: off the top of my head i don't know was it zero i think they only took one shot didn't they uh
1: they did take more than one shot what uh, they? but the, here's the thing um it's not zero but the fact <laughs> that your first guess was maybe zero basically illustrates the point right oh, it yeah. was two they scored two points the bench was and that uh vote two there was a free throw from vote and a free okay. throw from carlson okay i mean, <laughs> It's, it's stunning if you go on the road. with So a, with no made
0: a, field goals. No okay. made
1: field goals. Like, it's just a, a bad, bad performance. From a bench that we, we've come to expect, not a lot, but this is below standard. You can't, you can not you're not listen, we won, but you're not going to win many games with the bench basically doing nothing.
0: Oh, I completely agree. That is the, the biggest shortcoming of this team, and it does scare me. With the tournament coming up, the biggest weakness that the Badgers have right now, is the idea of if somebody important gets in foul trouble, Right, you're basically playing four on five the rest of right. the way because you have nobody that's going to come in. I mean, you might be able to get by with vote giving you 20 minutes, but the way he fouls, that's asking a lot.
1: Right. There's just not much there. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Give me something you didn't like out of this game.
0: Free Free throw shooting. Honestly, it's really starting to scare me a little bit in some of these tight games. They started out the season in gangbusters. I mean, we were shooting over 80% as a team. They were 11 of 17 yesterday. And that is getting to the point where it's like, all right, you guys need to really buckle down and hit these shots because one of these times it's going to cost you. And you're getting to the point where all the games really matter now. You don't get the option to, to get another chance if you have a bad free throw shooting game that costs you. Coming up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost to the point where Hepurn struggled recently. Last game against Minnesota, Hepran struggled. Uh Johnny Davis didn't have a great job from line this this game. Or Johnny Davis six to seven, sorry, but uh Tyler Wall missed two of four. It's really I mean, you have Brad davidson who is nails at the free throw line. And aside from that, yeah. I don't know if anybody goes up there that you're incredibly confident in.
0: I I would normally say Davis, but he has games where he always just misses a random one where you're like you needed it right there. Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a lockdown one. Now he's shooting almost 80% from the line. It's not like he's, he's a weakness there at all. It's just occasionally you, he'll miss one where It's like, man, we could have, we could have really used that one. Hepburn struggled lately. I am I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll kind of get back in the flow there
1: because if you, you wonder- have three
0: strong guys, it makes a big deal in a game.
1: Here's a question for you. Um, just dealing with the free throw. Some of the, some of the issues we've had at the free throw line. We've had a couple games now where we've been a little subpar. We're getting down to the end of the Big Ten regular season. And just like we mentioned, this is a team without a bench. These guys are playing 35 minutes, 36 minutes. I'm just looking at now. Hepburn played 35. Like this could just be a little bit of wear and tear. Mm-hmm. You know, you, oh, yeah. like at the end of the day, we're, our guys are basically did, playing did you, the entire game.
0: Did you look at plus minus, by the way? So I did five, not on this that one. That five minutes that Chucky e. Hepburn was
1: out, you want to guess what we were as a team? Minus seven? Minus eight. Ooh, look how close. Yeah. Um, yeah, which speaks to, I think, twofold, right? It's, it's how good Hepburn's been and how solid he's been and how bad the bench is, mm-hmm. right? It's, I think those two things. But, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, anything else that you got from this game, good or, or bad, before we kind of get into MVP, uh, least valuable player stuff? I mean,
0: it was another gritty game. I, it's this team. It's just it's who they are, and it's it's incredibly impressive to see a team lock down these tight games like this, and against a team like in Rutgers, who I thought was allowed to let play a little bit in this game, so Wisconsin was getting they definitely were dealing with physicality in this game, and that's not Wisconsin's strong suit by any means. So for them to come out on top in this game, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's an impressive win to me when you're taking a beating from the other team the whole game and you find a way to get it done at the end. Yeah. agreed. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and dive into our most valuable and least valuable players. But first football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player performances, props, to where the next fired coach is going to land. Betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, Podcast and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage that we just went through and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get
0: podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And once again, everybody, thanks for making Locked On Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So diving into it here, our game MVP and least valuable player and the stat that was most impressive to you, um, game MVP. I'll be quite honest. He did not have a particularly great game. I actually think it was Johnny Davis. Um, he didn't shoot well. And, and one of the reasons I look at that to me was, I mean, he just got abused in this game. Him and uh, who was the guy that was on him for Rutgers? Was it McConnell?
1: Uh, McConnell was definitely on him for, for periods of yeah. multiple. He was on he was the bulk the the of them. Those
0: two were fighting like crazy yeah. off the ball.
1: They were getting chippy.
0: And uh, I'm watching it and I'm like, man. The fact that he's he's able to produce at all with a guy getting that physical with him is really impressive to me. Um, there was a lot of fouls that could have been called in that game. There, there weren't a lot of them called until the, the very ending. Um, and he sank his free throws when it mattered most in that game. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, the biggest takeaway I've seen this season watching Johnny Davis play, the only games that he doesn't play well is when the refs let other teams kind of get rough with him. And I mean... That is what it is. Even in the NBA, if you if you beat on a guy enough, they start to to crumble a little bit from shooting. It's just it's hard to shoot clean when it's when you can't get in rhythm because another guy's, you know, roughing you up the whole time.
1: Well, let's let's also be honest here. So Johnny Davis is not my MVP, Mm -hmm. but there's a portion of even when Johnny Davis shoots poorly like a, a bad Johnny Davis shot is a better shot for this offense than a good shot for oh, most yeah. people. And he draws so much defensive attention. Now you talked about just the physicality of, of defenses that play him, but it's not just that it's people in the driving lanes. It, mm-hmm. It's people hedging he has off
0: three guys collapsing. Yeah. On so him when he goes to the hoop,
1: like so the shooting numbers are never fully indicative of the impact right. that he has from an ecosystem standpoint, because he, he creates.
0: Oh, he wide not, open looks for other people.
1: Well, I was gonna say it's not even necessarily wide open looks, which it is. There are some definitely open looks, and he's a better passer than people realize, but it's it's late closeouts, right? Like yeah. it's people hedging it's a over more threes, over, and which then they that,
0: shot really well from three. They
1: shot really right. well, right? And some of that is just the, the magnet type effect that Johnny Davis has on a defense, he warps a defense so. Um, he, I never get too bent out of shape, and I know you're not either when he has a bad shooting game because he mm-hmm. does so much and he still had eight rebounds in this oh, yeah. game. Like he contributes his, so much.
0: His rebounding numbers for a guard hmm. are ridiculous. Oh,
1: really, he's just tenacious. Like, that's just the tenacious level that he plays with. Um, my my MVP is still like I'm I'm not gonna repeat it, but it, it's Davison. I, I just think the timely shots, the consistency he that he had. He had some really um, big
0: threes in that game.
1: You know, four of four of eight from three and a couple in a of game. nice,
0: really nice passes, too.
1: Yep. In in a game where we really needed that that deep shot shot this game with Davis struggling to, oh, we to you know, bang those mid-range buckets. So to me, it's Davison. Um, I understand that his impact as a whole isn't as large as what Davis has to carry, but I thought this was a kind of a signature type Davison game. Um, how about somebody on your end, somebody that maybe didn't carry the weight that you would expect oh, them. Man. I'm always hesitant to say least valuable player, but um, well, least impactful player. Least
0: impactful player. I, I, I don't know if there really was one in this game. Everyone kind of did their job. The bench really wasn't called upon to do anything. Um, and there's nobody that really, in my opinion, truly played poorly. Like you could make the same argument for for Davis that I just made for MVP. He didn't shoot particularly well in this game. And he didn't really score much until the, the last, what, five minutes of the game.
1: Right. But you, no, one, no one could use their eyes and watch that game and say that dude yeah. doesn't have an impact. Oh, no, so, yeah. He most
0: I, definitely does. If but... you're just
1: box score watching, you could yeah. say that. But if you watch the game, that dude's just, he's a menace. Oh, um, he is for sure. Well that's I'll the tell thing. You. I
0: thought everybody for the most part played well. Like Kroll had some timely things that he did. Yep.
1: I'll tell you this, though. to me it's vote. And, okay. and I already banged on the bench um but the th- the thing is the one guy I feel like we should be able to expect to come off the bench and at least be a bit of an enforcer and yeah. at least a bit of a I listen, I'm not expecting vote to come off the bench and score 10, right? I am expecting him to come to the bench and not have two rebounds. Like, you you, you should be able to have three or four rebounds, play a few more minutes. And the reason he's not playing that much is he's not making an impact. He had eight minutes, two rebounds, one point. Like, listen, we we need more than that. He's
0: regressed this year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's lost some confidence with all the cheap fouls he's kind of gotten. I mean, he does foul, but he gets a lot of cheap ones called on him that it's like, really? That's what you're going to call there? And – he just doesn't get away with much. Um, to be quite honest, I think Crawl gets away with a lot more out there. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the weaker player of the two of them. Um, but you're not wrong. He has not played particularly well. And it's not just this game. He's struggled no, it's been a stretch. Say, for roughly probably the last month.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. E- earlier in the year, I think we were kind of praising his impact mm-hmm. a little bit. And it, it has it has fallen off. And, and by the way, this is kind of what we also thought we may have been getting from the, yeah. from the jump. You know, there wasn't a huge expectation here, but I think there's more than what he's given in the last couple of games. I, so, I would agree with that. Um, something, something from the box score that stands out to you, something that makes you say, "Hmm, oh man." Um, you want me to go? I got to go. Yeah, you on.
0: go first on this.
1: Okay, so you mentioned three point shooting, but I want to dive in a little bit more to it. Uh, Wisconsin shot forty five percent, which. From the, from the rest of the year, is almost a 14% increase than what they normally shoot. But here's, here's even the bigger stat. Um, in a game they won by five points, Rutgers, our Wisconsin was plus 15 from the arc against Rutgers. So for a team that has struggled shooting all season to go on the road and outscore Rutgers from beyond the three-point line by 15 points, I mean, that's, that's a backbreaker, right? If, if you're Rutgers and you lose a game because Wisconsin outshoots you by 15 points from deep, based on what they've done this year, yeah. you, you say, no way, not a chance. So to me, that was just a, a, a huge, huge shooting shooting day for Wisconsin in a season where they desperately needed it.
0: Yeah, I, I would say, quite honestly, that is the stat that kind of carries the day. I mean, we were out-rebounded by seven. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really cause any differentii- differentiation in any other statistical category, and we shot poorly from the free-throw line. So, I mean, that's probably the biggest deal there. I would say it was the outside shooting, which they shot very well. What, what did they shoot overall for the game?
1: Uh, it was 42% uh, okay. for the game, 45% from three, and then 64%, 65% from the free throw line. which okay. obviously you want that about 10 spots okay. higher. But, but again, if you shoot 45% from deep, you're going to win a ton of games, mm-hmm. even with Johnny Davis shooting, you know, uh, six of 19 from the field. Yeah. You're going to win a lot if you, if you hit almost 50% of your threes. I think the rebounding thing is a big deal. Like Then again, that's kind of where you said we got our, run, our rebounded by seven. Um, I thought we were a little soft on in the interior of this game. And again, that's where I expect vote to at least be able to make a bit of an impact there.
0: Well, and, and Rutgers, to their credit, they have a lineup that a lot of teams are going to struggle with because normally you don't have the... Difference between the shooting guard and point guard positions that you have against Rutgers, which is Rutgers is starting a six-six point guard, and the shooting guard is what Baker Geo Baker
1: uh, Geo Baker. Th- he's yep. probably
0: six-five himself. So their smallest player is probably six-five in their lineup, which that's a lot of length. Yep, and they play very physical. So I mean. There's a reason why they can hang with teams like Purdue and, you know, Illinois, when I feel like they, their center's not the most physical of guys. He's athletic, but he's not the most physical of guys because of wow. that fact that they can make up with it for so much size
1: everywhere else. It is a bit of a tough, a tough matchup from a size standpoint. Any other uh, box score nuggets that you want to throw out there? No, I think that's it for me. Okay, so – Coming up, we, we have an interesting discussion uh, we want to dive into. What would another Big Ten title mean for Greg Guard and his his building legacy? Something we want to get into here. It would be number two for him if we can potentially close this out. Uh, but first, uh, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, built.com. We've talked about it a lot. Built Bar is your sidekick on your health journey for 2022. My new favorite is the white chocolate cookies and cream. Um, Let me tell you, 343 five-star reviews. It's incredible. It tastes like a candy bar. And every review is glowing. Every single one of them, right? Deborah R., white chocolate cookies and creamies are my favorite. I let my boyfriend try some. Now we have to order more, okay? At 130 calories, 34% of the protein you need for a day. I promise you, you will not find a better way to eat healthy and enjoy it. They are everything you're looking for in a healthy Protein-filled snack. They have tons of flavors. most Most of their bars are 130 calories or less, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 plus grams of quality protein. Compare that to candy bars that have 240 calories. They leave you feeling terrible, bloated, uh, tired. This is the opposite of that. And we have an unbelievable offer for you here at Lockdown. We're huge fans of Built Bar. We've all tried them. We love the flavors, and we just want to kind of spread that message. So, go to built.com. Use promo code locked 15 and you get 15% off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order at built.com and we'll do this fitness journey together okay and coming out of that we wanted to talk about uh, Gray guard and kind of the legacy that he's building so justin we hang on to this season we're in first place in the big 10 right now Gray guard wins another title a, a, a season in which nobody expected to be this successful by the way 10th place Yeah, we were were projected to. I thought, I don't even know if I had us at 10th place. Like, I was very down on what this team was going to be.
0: I figured we would be around middle of the pack. I figured it was going to be like eighth. But that's not me. I mean, we're splitting hairs.
1: Yeah. So he comes into this season, potentially comes out of it. He's going to probably win the Big Ten Coach of the Year. He's probably going to win another Big Ten title, which is two. Bo Ryan had won four. Right. So he's already potentially half of what Bo Ryan's done. What does this do to Greg Guard's legacy? Are we starting to get to the point where he is an elite coach in the eyes of the conference and well, the eyes of the country?
0: Well, I'm going to make an even bigger argument here because I think he's being sold very short on what he's actually accomplished this year. Greg Guard should be the runaway frontrunner for Coach of the Year nationally. Like, I look at this, and it's a joke that we have not heard of him. And if there's any – like, look at it this way. The, the coaches who are probably on that list right now – the bulk of them are at Blue Bloods or Gonzaga.
1: Gonzaga, yeah, exactly.
0: And every single one of those teams recruits significantly
1: better than what Wisconsin does. Although, can I give you one really quick? Sure. Well, Arizona is kind of a Blue Blood, though, right? They, they recruit at a top ten
0: level. So okay. no, I'm not impressed by them being good. I mean, like, you should still you be can, impressed. You can, you can put a chimp out there and have them be like, "All right, you guys." I mean, I would disagree. Based,
1: I would disagree based on what they've done in the last ten years, but. But I don't want to detract from your guard argument. I like where you're going. Let's continue.
0: Well, I'll put it this way. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to put all of this on Johnny Davis's shoulder and be like, "Well, he had Johnny Davis, and that's that's why he did so good." Anyone who's watched them play this year, Johnny Davis has been excellent. He the the young guys have are night and day from where they were to start the season, um, significantly better. Chucky's really grown into himself. Chucky Hepburn as a point guard, he's become more aggressive and more assertive as the season has gone on. The things that he was afraid to take drives and guys off the dribble earlier, even though I feel like he had physical advantages, he's a very good ball handler and he's, he's got Mm -hmm. such good pace and change and like start and stop on him that he throws guys off when they try to stay in front of him. He's finally starting to get, I can take this guy whenever I want to off the dribble. And it's showing in games when he gets to the rim. And now he's just got to learn to get a little stronger and finish. Um, Crowell wasn't the great scorer. He was kind of all over the place to start the year. Um, Had a couple of big games, but mostly against teams that were non-conference, weren't particularly great from a talent standpoint where he dominated that. I think he had 18 early in the season against like Illinois State or something like that. Um, He's come a long way. He's consistently giving them roughly about 10 a game. So you're we doing do a player,
1: kind of a player development arc, yeah. giving that to
0: oh, guard. 100%. Right,
1: which it's is obviously a huge him deal. and his staff. But,
0: but they have crushed it in close games. Like part of that's coaching.
1: I think a huge part of that's coaching. Yeah. And that's where. Oh, for sure. I, see, the player development to me, I don't know. Like I, a lot of that is kind of behind the scenes. It's staff. It's off season. It's, it's obviously in season two. But once you're in season, the player development doesn't happen quite as much but the, the the in-game coaching at the end of games is is a, definitely a hallmark of guard and if i could go even further if you go back like we're not that far removed from a season where Wisconsin massively disappointed ie last year yeah right with with big time internal strife players openly criticizing the coach what i don't know if i've ever seen a coach go from there was a legitimate discussion on is greg guard the right coach for wisconsin and now there's legitimate discussion like you said this might be the national coach of the year. Yeah. And I think that turnaround in the space doing, of a year is remarkable. He's doing it with no bench, like well, zero bench help. Some of that's his fault, right? Like, so I'm just saying you can't, well, you can't a give him credit team for the that starters. That that's, no, but that's, I'm just saying if we're going to give him credit for the starters developing, then the lack of the bench is a recruiting development thing as well. Like some of that's on him.
0: Yes and no, to an extent, I look at it this year. And, and the reason I say that is because the bulk of their bench is is all their youth.
1: But again, Those that's young on guys, him for not recruiting. But... It
0: is. Yeah, you no, know, that's 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 fair. And and we'll see after this year how things get adjusted because they're gonna need some transfer help. Mm. But but looking at this, it's like you're doing this with basically just starters right now, and you're winning all these games the way you're going. Now, time will tell whether these guys wear down and struggle because the tournaments you can't get away with just running all starters, your guys will burn out, and we saw that even with, with 2015. With a team that was pretty deep for Wisconsin, where they look tired in that championship game because they played what four straight, really, yeah. really tough games against good teams. But
1: and, I don't think they uh, will have a choice, will they? Like they no, just they can't. won't.
0: They're gonna have to.
1: Yeah. And not thankfully, have a... you
0: have a couple of energizer bunnies in in
1: Hepburn and Davis, Davis. and who wall. can basically just keep playing. Yeah, wall too. Um and Davison, really, it's really just Crowell, right? That you yeah. can't play for thirty-eight minutes. The yeah. other dudes, I think you could play all those dudes for thirty-eight minutes, barring foul trouble a game. Yeah, and they'll be and, fine. And, and thankfully for
0: Crowell's sake, he's not going to face the bigs that he's seeing in the Big Ten, most likely. Oh, in thank the, goodness! In the Big Ten, <laughs> in the tournament. there's some monsters. Oh yeah, Edie Edie and and Kofi Covern are the they're two awesome. best centers, probably nationally.
1: Well, I would say they're the two definitely the two most physically imposing yes, right yes, like there's other sure. centers that you could say are, are better or more skilled but they're more the skilled, most physically yes. imposing
0: but i um, they're, they're both guys who are going to score if they want it to score they're going to score
1: let me loop this back to gray guard quick sure uh, as we kind of wrap up this segment on on guard i I think what I could definitively say, and this isn't a surprise to anybody is any type of fire that was under a seat is, is now fully extinguished. Oh, and never should the have been Embers, to begin with. Well, I, I think there was legitimate concern just when you have players almost, I don't want to say revolting, but like there was legitimate concern inside the locker room and the, and the, and the, that's the fair. chemistry. I, I would say uh, that's fair. That's the other thing this year too, right? The chemistry, I think that obviously the Sharif Chambliss hire has proven to probably be a home run. The yeah. chemistry seems way better. The locker room seems way to And those are all reflective of the head coach, by the way, that those are areas where I give the head coach a ton of credit, the team's culture. So, I mean, my hat's off to him. I think he's done a a stunning job this year. I think he should be, like you said, national coach of the year. And I think if he wins a big 10 title this year, we're we're talking about someone who's building a legacy now by somebody who we're not sure of.
0: Where do you feel like he probably should be placed? And I'm not saying specifically, but Mm -hmm. do you think he's a top 15 coach in the country? Ooh. basketball is different than football i mean there's, there's three, so many more teams
1: yeah i mean you're talking 300-ish programs i have a hard time with that question because so and many good coaches never get a chance at a big opportunity no that's you know that's like very there's, fair. there's tons of good coaches a at lot of it schools. is player
0: dependent in basketball yeah. by comparison to what you see with with football
1: i would say this i think it's easier to look inside the big 10 how many big 10 coaches would i, I think you know obviously um Izzo, is that is that it I mean, I want right now, just going through my Rolodex, uh, Minnesota, no, Iowa, no, Minnesota, no, uh, state, no, Michigan, n- <laughs> Michigan, to, no, need, needed to double up. On I, I doubled, up, I doubled up on Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know if anybody caught that. Uh, Definitely Juwan not Nebraska. Howard, no, yeah. <laughs> the, Nebraska. That's a joke. Um, Yeah, maybe just behind ISO. I mean, certainly you could you could say
0: Painter, I guess, is kind of in there. But I I feel like I feel like he underperforms a little bit given the talent that they have. He may. They've had some early flameouts. Like it was impressive them making that that run. uh, What was it? A couple years ago? Two years ago. Yep. But he constantly has very very well recruited. Same thing with Underwood at, at Illinois. You've been pulling in high four stars now for multiple years.
1: You should be good. Oh, yeah. So I think we're thinking pro definitely the top third He's or fourth top three, at conference. Uh, yeah. Right? At
0: worst. He's third at worst, probably in the conference,
1: which is a heck but of a I, spot to be. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to throw into the Greg, Greg guard conversation? I think that was a good one. I, I, I
0: think it. I'm, I'm hopeful that people really understand just how impressive of a coach he actually is doing this with a team that is effectively one of the youngest in the nation. So I, people really need to understand how difficult it is to do what he's doing. You don't see teams with un, largely unheralded recruits do it with a team this young.
1: Agreed. It's very impressive in a tough conference. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, thank you for listening so much. Um, today we talked a little bit about the legacy of Greg Guard, recapped the Rutgers game and went over my continued infatuation with Brad Davison and all the veteran <laughs> leadership that he brings uh please reach out to us if, if you guys want we really appreciate all the support you can find us on lockdownbadgers at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter at locked badgers we're pretty active on those so if you have anything you want to talk about anything you want to send in um, we'll definitely get back to you on that and as always like i said we really appreciate it thanks for making locked on badgers your first listen every day continue tuning in to locked on badgers for the badger basketball stretch run going into march and we're on fire over there And then uh, we have, obviously, spring football coming up, so we're going to start diving into that as we find time. Uh, Also, when you get done listening to us, there's another great Locked On show out there. Make Locked On the NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, who is a great listen by the way. He's a Niner guy, one of my favorite football teams, uh, bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.